Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Oh, cats. Oh, cats. She's so cute. Oh, cats. So it turns out she's been like doing this thing where she just like bites me out of nowhere, which is so rude. (laughs) But I was like, what the heck? Like, she's doing it right now. I'm like, why is she doing that? You know? Because cats. Um, Because cats. Well, I looked it up. What cats do? Turns out she just she really thinks I'm her mom. If you're like, if you're Mm. your kitten's constant companion when they're a baby, Mm -hmm. they just treat you like they would treat their moms you know how like little kittens will like they try to play with their mom by like biting them their mom's like no (laughs) like bats them away or like picks them up you know moves them or whatever yeah or just ignores it (laughs) she's just treating me like i'm her mom (laughs) seven is six months holy crap dude thank you so much whoa 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 we're halfway there Whoa. Whoa! Living on a prayer. <laughs> Eating too many pears. Ooh. I don't know what to say after that. Um, hi everybody. Hi everybody. And a new follow, Chris <laughs> Christian Waldrip. Welcome as well. Welcome every fr- everyone, every friend. Why don't we say every, every friend. friend? Why don't we say? Why do we say everybody? Why don't? Why don't we? Well, because not everybody is your friend. But if but you if, if you walk into friends. a group of people who are all your friends, why do you say hi everybody? Why don't you just say hi every friend? I mean, you can. I think we should start it. It's a, it's well, obviously a thing that we need to do now. Hello, every friend. Hello, every friend. My my need to turn my light up over here. Oh, uh, come on. Here's my hat. Up close. Wow so clean that was a close view of my hat <laughs> yep it's the new one the i had to yeah. <laughs> get a new one russell what's up lurking hello old friends neko hello every hello. every friend every friend all right everybody doing good you guys ready for some some fallout lore cast what if we called it the pod fallout cast What if we didn't? <laughs> <laughs> what if we called it the lore fallout cast? That would make more sense. The lore. Right. Instead of the fallout lore no. cast, what if we called it lore because fallout cast? The fallout is describing the lore. The mm. lore is describing the fallout. Mm. What if we called it cast fallout lore? But the Fallout lore is describing the podcast. What if we called it? <laughs> it's the same thing. Fallout cast lore. Fallout cast. Is it lore about the podcast? Do we have our own lore? <laughs> <laughs> are you saying that my ideas are bad? <laughs> I would never. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> Neko's with Lanky on this one. Oh, Lanky. <laughs> Ah, oh, lanky. Oh, that one's not going to leave. That's not going to leave you. What's up, Zero? No. 
<laughs> Welcome, everybody. Well, do you want to get started, Lanky? Sure. Man, we got a lot of notes. This is a lot of notes. This is a lot. It's a lot of notes, but I think I think we're gonna be fine. Um, because most of them are just like we don't. We're not gonna stop and talk about every single one of these points. That makes sense. Yeah. You know? All right. Well, you have to. Z- so, you have to zip through stuff. So, like, it'll be good. All right. We'll be. We'll, we'll zip through the stuff that we need to zip through, and then I'll chime in. I'll try to chime in not too often, <laughs> but we'll zip through. Just it. enough. Just, Just enough. enough to, to add a bub? little. A little. This is Bub. This is Bub. Hi, hey, Bub. Bub. Everyone, give Bub some love. Love, Bub, love. Bub, loving. Give him some Bub, loving. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you tell your wife? <laughs> hey baby, I could use some bub loving tonight. <laughs> and she really she looks at you and goes, All right. <laughs> Actually, most wives would go, No. <laughs> let's, not, let's not call it that. <laughs> T-shirt time, bub love. That's he has to. That's it. That's a T-shirt for him. That's not a T-shirt for me. That's why he needs to start his cooking channel. <laughs> Bub love loves some. Bub love loves some cooking. It's your new shirt. Bub loving. Check it and see. I got a fever. One hundred and three. There you go. That's it right there. Perfect. All right. Well, hey, why don't we start this? Because this is becoming ridiculous very quickly, which you know never happens. So, uh, um, I guess here goes. The show is brought to you by our generous patrons at patreon.com slash falloutlorecast. Robots Radio presents the Fallout Lorecast. Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast, a place for the Fallout community to come together to explore the boundaries of our knowledge about the world of Fallout. All right, friends, Wastelanders, Vault Dwellers, it is time for the Fallout Lorecast. Welcome back, everybody. We are on an adventure through uh, New Vegas, basically, the last few weeks. I am your host, Tom, or Robots, and this is my co-host, Lainey, or Neos Pandora. Recently employed, Neos Pandora. Recently, like three days ago. Newly employed, working at a game store. Very cool. Like a retro, like a little local retro game store. Congratulations. Thank you. That is, that's killer. That's awesome. It is the best. It is the best. So, um, yeah, congratulations on that. And stream, welcome as well. We are live as usual. It is Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash robots radio. And we are here with all of our buddies talking to everybody about some Fallout New Vegas lore. And this week, we're kind of continuing down the path. We're kind of going going down I-15. You know, we left Good Springs last week. We we know that we're the courier because we talked about that two weeks ago. And what do we end up getting into? Well, chances are you're not going to go north right away because freaking death claws. So you're going to head south and pretty quickly you're going to come across some powder gangers. So that's the topic of today's show. There's a lot of detail about the powder gangers. There's a lot going on here. What do you think, Lainey? Um, I mean, I tried to keep it pretty concise, but there is, there's a lot. Well, okay. So you'll find for some of these things we're going to talk about, there's a lot going on for some of them. And then there's like a whole lot of nothing going on for some of the other ones. So we'll just have to get this. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) But, but the powder gangers are, they're not They're really a major faction, but they definitely are a specific group of, uh, I guess they're a type of raider. You could consider them a raider yeah. gang, oh, for sure. you know, for sure. yeah, but they, you know, they've got a unified history. They have some specific individuals. They're not as coordinated as, or historic as something like the cons or the new cons, but you know, but they've, they've got some, there's stuff to talk about here. So that's what we're digging into this episode. So Lainey, why don't we go ahead and kick it off? What do we know? About so okay. first of all, who who are the Powder Gangers? Where you know what's the origin of their group? Well, we touched on this last episode, but uh, it turns out the origin is. I was a little confused last time, um, and we we discussed this a little bit. We weren't sure if they, they existed before the Prison Break. Um, right. Turns out right. they were formed amongst the Prison Break. Right. So 
Um, let's talk about the prison. Let's let's get let's mm-hmm. take it way back. So some fun little tidbits. Take it way back. Take it way back. So the NCR Correctional Facility is where they're being held. Um, and this place is actually based on a real life facility. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is super cool. So it's inspired by this place called the Southern Nevada Correctional Center, which was open on and off from 1978 to 2008. Um, in 2015, they were kind of talking about like local legislation was trying to reopen it, but like for only like political reasons, not for actual necessity reasons. So it didn't yeah. go through. Um, so as of right now, it is still closed. Uh, but it was originally used for kind of not like petty crimes, but more common crimes like DUIs and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't imagine it, in Las Vegas anybody gets pulled over for DUIs. Yeah, that never happens. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes sense. Like a place like Las Vegas is going to be a lot of drunk people getting into things. Right. And so to have a correctional facility for them would make sense. Right. So it, it seems... You know, it seems like it makes sense. But then over time, it gets a little bit darker, gets a little bit more serious. Yeah, Uh, yeah, it does. (laughs) They started holding sex offenders, people with life sentences, um, anyone who was basically imprisoned and was deemed unable to return to the world for psychological reasons or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And they built it like a psychological facility within it that was meant to help those people. So they weren't just locking them up. You know, they had help. Uh, no telling how good that help was. <laughs> but right, right. It was there. Um, so that lasted from 78 to 2000 when it first closed. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point, it had all those kinds of prisoners in it. And then in 2006, I think it reopened for two years and um, held only people under the age of 25 which is interesting it no specification on like exactly uh the kinds of convicts or anything but just under the age of 25 younger younger adults yeah yeah um which also seems uh like it makes sense for the area somewhere like las vegas yeah i guess (laughs) it can make sense some some young people maybe like going crazy for the first time you know vegas (laughs) what happens in vegas well no you stay in vegas because now you're locked up here so Good, yeah. good, good work. <laughs> you yeah. got stuck. In you Vegas. got you got stuck in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and not in a fun way. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So what's kind of cool is in 2006 when they reopened, they were the first facility in the entire country in all of America to use an electronic tracking system for their inmates, hmm. which is really cool. It's like it's a neat little fact that happens to be about the same place that this prison in yeah. <laughs> New yeah. Vegas is inspired by. It's pretty kind of neat. Kind of neat, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so in-game, the location of the NCR Correctional Facility is the same location as this facility. Um, and there's a few other facilities similar in the real world that um, are, I don't know if they're still open or not, but people I guess there was some confusion about like, oh, maybe these ones inspired the NCR mm-hmm. Correctional Facility, but right. it's been confirmed that it is the Southern Nevada Correctional Center. <laughs> right. Um, right. The history in-game, though, is different than the real world. So the history of the ne- Southern Nevada Correctional Center is not parallel to what happened pre-war in New Vegas. Right. They just um, needed a location to serve as, right. a, as a prison for this gang. Um, and a side note here, uh, last last week I talked about Good Springs being further like west and north than I expected. I think I mapped it incorrectly because when I when I looked up the correctional center, I noticed that it is at the intersection of I-15 and Good Springs Road. And I was like, wait a minute. It's right off of Good Springs Road. That's odd. And if you yeah, follow Good Springs Road west, it goes to Good Springs, which is and both of these things are south of Las Vegas, where you would kind of expect them to be based on the map in Fallout New Vegas. So it Good Springs actually is in roughly the right location. There isn't a it's not like Good Springs Road loops around to the north the way that it does in the map, but of of New Vegas. But it's close to this correctional facility, which makes sense for the way the map is kind of laid out. Um, so it's not exactly the same, but it's similar. And those two locations are, relatively speaking, in the right place. 
from mm-hmm. Las Vegas proper. So I thought that was interesting as well. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's cool to see where all these things line up with the real world. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in game, the prison was originally called the Gene Conservancy and uh, named yeah. after the location of the of the prison where they make the jeans, uh, not yeah. after a person where they make yeah. the jeans, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but back in the day, pre-war, <laughs> it was a low security, all female prison. Which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, very different. So, very different than this. Yeah. I have a feeling that uh, the majority of these uh, uh, DUIs and sex offenders were probably male <laughs> as opposed to uh, <laughs> low security female prisoners. But well, there you go. But that's that's basically that. There's no more information there. Um, but it's cool. So this is the location that the powder gangers met up and founded in. And, you know, it was the basis of their gang, I guess you could say was in the NCRCF. <laughs> um, as I like to call it. As I like to call it. <laughs> um, so let's dive into to what actually happened there. Yeah. So the prisoners at the correctional facility were on a work release program where basically if they stuck around and they maintained the railroad running alongside the interstate, I-15 or the long 15, they would eventually be freed? Question mark. <laughs> we would see. You don't really get to find out because they decided to band together. Turns out when you give a bunch of crazy prisoners dynamite <laughs> and lots of team bonding time, that things don't really go as planned. <laughs> wow. So, uh, unsurprisingly, it led to the prisoners devising a lovely escape plan, which allowed them to form their own loyalties and to work together as what they called the powder gangers and escape. Um, using the dynamite to break through. And you might be wondering, if they're being supervised by the NCR, how did they get out of there? Turns out... Lainey, how did they get out of there? So... (laughs) (laughs) So because the NCR was uh, dealing with Caesar's Legion and fighting them, they were slowly allocating people like guards from the correctional facility over to fight. And because they kept pulling people away, there was less and less security. And of course, the prisoners noticed... Mm-hmm. And so they decided, you know, it seems like a pretty good time to act that, you know, they'd be, been coming up with this plan and conveniently, suddenly yeah. the security's gone. So they, <laughs> thanks to their numbers and their dynamite, they wiped out all of the security. They wiped out the warden, the warden dead. They took over the prison. <laughs> I, can't, and, I can't imagine like, hey, I got a really good idea here. Let's uh, give all these prisoners dynamite. And then reduce the number of security so that, you know, there's not there's not enough to keep track of everybody. And let's let them keep using the dynamite. Like, I can't. Nothing (laughs) will go wrong. It'll be fine. Like, whose decision was that? And why do they still have a job? (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah. Like, you could if you're going to have to reduce the numbers, at least take away the dynamite. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe just lock them up for a bit. Be like, okay, we're right. <laughs> the railroad can wait. <laughs> we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna, you know, make sure that you guys don't have any uh, explosives on you while we have less people being able to watch you, and we're gonna keep you all in a very, you know, secure location. How about that? But no, no. <laughs> How about that? Right. Yeah. Um. So of course, you know, they succeeded, <laughs> and it kind of loosened up from there. You know, they were very much bonded together and working together to get out. But once they were out, they all kind of decided what they wanted to do. And a lot of them created their own smaller bands, many of them uh, still considering themselves powder gangers, some not, and they left their separate ways. Although a bunch of them decided to stay in the NCR correctional facility where they mm-hmm. now have just taken over. They're, you know, <laughs> looking out from every lookout. They're, they're snipers. They got all the, all the, all that jazz. <laughs> they all, they're playing jazz. They've got jazz, jazz. They've got a jazz ensemble. Um, that would be awesome if you walk in that there would be awesome. and they're like, yeah, they're playing like you know Las Vegas the like old timey, you know, jazz. You, you, like, yeah, you sneak yeah. in, or if you go in as like a friend because you can, like, you can go in as a friend, right? And they mm-hmm. don't attack you. Um, you come in and they're like they're having like their lunch break, and there's like a few guys just kind of jamming in the corner. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Bethesda. Yeah, Bethesda. <laughs> update. Update. New stuff coming to 76. We need we need a jazz band playing somewhere. We need a jazz band. 
inside a prison. Inside a prison. That's the that's the key. Prison jazz. That's prison a new jazz. Gen- that's a new genre of jazz, by the way. I'm sure it's good. <laughs> I bet. I bet it's good because I, I mean, you talk about the, like jazz is inspired by the blues, and what's more blues than being stuck in prison? You know, mm-hmm. like there you go. Um, you get some good jazz out of that. You know what I also think is interesting about the Powder Gangers, just to kind of throw another topic in here um, while we're talking about them, the idea of using dynamite in uh, the world <laughs> at like in such a I mean, okay, we're in the wasteland at this point. The world has fallen apart and this group is using dynamite during the post-war era, right? So it must be something that's easy to manufacture and use. But at the same time, we've got like, you know, grenades, pulse grenades. There's all sorts of other tech out there that could be used, but yet they're they're using dynamite like it's the old west. And I imagine that they probably are utilizing the better explosives for like fighting and survival. I, I bet. And I those, bet they are. Yeah. And, but it's it's really kind of an interesting thing because New Vegas is very much a western, like it, and not just in the location, it, in the uh, the feel of the characters and some of the story bits that play out. Like there's, mm-hmm. it is it is very inspired by the western genre of movies and those kinds of things and you know in a western you're going to have somebody working on the railroad and the people working on the railroad are using dynamite in order to blow up the mountains in order to make the tunnels and you know like that's very legitimate to that type of story and that type of setting and the fact that this is uh they're able to justify that in you know 200 and something years in the future in this wasteland setting is really kind of cool it's it's kind of genius in a way this idea that like we've gone back to this world of like westerns and and it's the wild west all over again because it's not Mm -hmm. being settled for the first time it's being resettled by people trying to retake the wasteland Uh, there's something really cool about that so i don't know it's just it makes sense and it's not something that had really occurred to me i've talked about fallout one and two the people who worked on fallout new vegas a lot of them were involved in fallout one and two but there's something about that concept that i don't think i really focused on initially that really clicked with me this idea that the west was a good place to have this kind of thing because it's a resettling of the west and it's it's like a revisiting of a western which totally makes sense so anyway just a little side side topic there yeah i think it's really cool and that's pretty much tops off you know an explanation of what's going on with the the jail and stuff the jail and stuff so the jail and what stuff. are we going to we're going to take our, our mid break coming up and, and thank our patrons but what are we going to hit after that what kind of details are we going to go into so there's a whole bunch of little mini gangs now um and i'm exclusively focused on the powder gangers right so we're going to talk about joe cobb's little group at the beginning of good springs we're going to talk about some of the other places we're going to talk about where the proper founder of the powder gangers ended up stuff like that Stuff like that. All right. Well, let's move into the middle of our show and we will be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. 
It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello there, old chap. Good to see another of General Atomic's finest still eager to serve. This is the part of the show where we get to thank our wonderful, wonderful patrons, all 48 of them. You guys are phenomenal. Thank you to each and every one of you. Everyone from our $1 patrons to Liberty Prime himself, Pie Man, or as I like to call him, Liberty Pie. Uh, thank you so, so, so very much. Liberty Pie Man is our top tier Liberty Prime patron. And that is a, a huge, huge honor that you love the show enough to be helping support us with that kind of a, a donation. And really, really appreciate that. But thank you to everyone. Also, thank you to our tier five patrons, Justin S. and Robob. You guys are amazing as well, along with all of our other patrons. We really, really do appreciate it. If you are interested in helping to support the show financially, check out patreon.com slash Fallout Lorecast for all the different tiers that you can sign up for. You can get everything starting with tier one with ad free episodes a day early to all the extra benefits, including being able to join us on the show in the future and all sorts of things. So go check that out. Also, another way that you can help support me and or Laney would be to use your Amazon Prime subs on Twitch because we stream the show on Twitch. So even if you can't make a live show, if you have Amazon Prime, then you get a free sub every month that you get to choose to send to a creator on Twitch. So you could come to this channel, Robots Radio, or you can come to Neos Pandora's channel and click the little subscribe button and choose the free sub. It doesn't cost you anything. And let's be honest, uh, Jeff Bezos doesn't need the money, so it might as well go somewhere, right? And if it's not us, give it to somebody because Honestly, that money should go somewhere. Give it to one of the creators that you love. Um, that's a really easy way to help support us if if you already have Amazon Prime. It doesn't cost you anything else, and it helps financially support the show. Otherwise, telling a friend and leaving a review would be awesome. So those are all the different ways that you can help us out, and we really, really appreciate it. So thank you again, and thank you especially to our patrons. All right, let's move on with the rest of the show. If you have any questions about Nuka World, I'd be delighted to answer them. All right, we are back. It is time for some more uh, discussion about the Powder Gangers, more specifically the individuals and their kind of mini mini gangs inside the larger gang. I, I don't know if there's a official. De- I don't. What's the word like? Like in military, you would have like official names for the different sizes for everything from a squad to a battalion to you know, like they have different sizes but i don't know if in a gang how that works i guess they're I've factions them groups groups <laughs> factions yeah. yeah i don't know subcategories i don't think they call them subcategories oh you're part of joe's subcategory have... i'm part of sam's subcategory like i don't think that's the way they're, yeah. <laughs> they're talking about it um they probably just call them like interesting enough to have factions i feel like they don't differentiate yeah enough yeah well anyway <laughs> let's let's go into it so what, what do we have here well of course we're gonna start with joe cobb uh, and this guy <laughs> this guy um, so since you know you enter good springs if you go into the prospector saloon the first thing you see is joe cobb giving everyone a hard time saying that he's going to burn the whole town down if right. they don't turn over right Ringo. yeah and um, we, we talked and about this a bit all, last week too yeah right and so just to recap that whole scenario you know pretty quickly um ringo was he had a caravan he's a traitor he was going down i 15 and got stopped by a couple of the people who broke from the prison that happens to be right there (laughs) um Mm -hmm. and they tried bugging him and ringo fought back and escaped and they are bitter (laughs) yeah well i think he killed three of them if i recall oh yeah he actually killed three powder gangers in in getting away like one that's pretty impressive too you bet they're gonna come after you (laughs) like holy crap also how unfortunate to have just escaped prison and then get murdered (laughs) right yeah (laughs) like congratulations you're free and now you're making bad decisions again and you're dead yeah good good job it's not it's not great (laughs) (laughs) so so joe cobb he comes into town and he wants to find out where ringo is and Ringo is hiding in an abandoned gas station in Good Springs. And of course, they don't turn him in. <laughs> um, 
But you get the option to either aid Gun Springs and get rid of the powder powder gangers, or to aid the powder gangers and kill Ringo. And then the next step is to fight the other people in Good Springs and basically kill everyone except for except. Chet. So the guy who runs the general store there is the only one of the people who runs a business in Good Springs that doesn't come out to fight. Mm. You can kill the doc. Or, I mean, you can kill Chet if you want to, I guess. But you're, you fight Doc Mitchell, you fight um, Sunny Smiles, you fight, you know, all the other people there. But you don't fight Chet. And even if you kill everyone else in Good Springs, Chet will continue running the general store and you can still go in there and buy things. <laughs> Gotta keep selling my goods. Yeah, that's hilarious. Um, but it's pretty funny, too, because while you're doing this, if you decide to side with the Powder Gangers, there's a part where Joe Cobb even jokes that, like, he would like to be a mayor of a small town like this. <laughs> it's kind mm -hmm. of funny because you can destroy the town and it kind of implies that he would want to, you know, make his own little home there, uh, which yeah. is fun if you're into that. But would it be my choice? <laughs> right. Uh, so, yeah, I'm definitely uh, anti powder gangers. I mean, maybe yeah, I mean, don't rape people. Yeah, I mean, they're they're basically <laughs> raiders, right? Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the whole like doing bad things and taking advantage of people is probably not a good thing. So, yeah. Yeah. Um although what do you do if you just escaped prison, I guess? Yeah, I mean it is okay. Yeah, you're true. Uh, you're you're <laughs> you're right. You're true. You're right. You're there it is kind of a dilemma. I mean, you kind of what like no one's going to hire you, you know. <laughs> yeah. But then again, in this world, nobody knows what your past is anyway, so yeah, you could just lie. Maybe you show up somewhere and just try to look for work. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. You join the NCR. You leave yeah. the correctional facility. Yeah, maybe you just join you the NCR. Yeah. <laughs> that would be interesting. Um. So yeah. So <laughs> that pretty much settles it for Joe Cobb's story. He doesn't have much else going on past that. You know, he can survive or not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's basically it. Um. But yeah, if it were me, I would save the good people of Good Springs and save Ringo. Poor Ringo. Poor Ringo. He was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> so yeah, next up we have Samuel Cook's gang at Vault 19. Sam Cook, the musician? The singer? Sam Cook, the musician. Yeah, I told you. I told you. Jazz in New Vegas. We're talking about it. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of these names that um, come from historical people right like samuel cook like sam cook is a very famous musician so and a singer um but obviously he wasn't a powder ganger in the real world no. um and it's kind of unfortunate like ringo yeah ringo you know like ringo. these are these are all people who are named after musicians and things uh but it's kind of unfortunate because you know i like sam cook's music i think he's awesome but now i have to think of him as a powder ganger so that's kind of a bummer but <laughs> But yeah, so Samuel Cook is pretty interesting. We'll get into why in a second. But if you go to Vault 19, you'll encounter a bunch of escaped convicts, and that's what they're called. They don't have a proper name, but uh, they will interact with you differently depending on your repu reputation with the Powder Gangers. And if you help them, you get more positive Powder Ganger reputation. So mm -hmm. it basically implies that they are Powder Gangers. Um, right. Even if you don't know any of their actual story. But if you start digging in, uh, you can find out that Samuel Cook is actually the person who founded the Powder Gangers and was in charge of organizing the prison break. So this is a, it's a pretty, pretty big gangster, I guess you could say. Yeah, a uh, uh, mastermind. Uh, you could call him, you know, the mastermind of uh, their, yeah. their escape and uh, organization, basically. Yeah, so Samuel Cook decided to basically take, you know, I guess his favorite powder gangers <laughs> and, <laughs> right? and leave for Vault 19 where they're staying. But they're having an issue. There's a big gecko problem. Oh, those geckos. Uh, it's always the geckos. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's my impression. Missing, if you're not watching the live stream, you're missing out on my impression of geckos running at you when they see you. It's really funny. Someone, someone gift this. Someone, someone needs to gift that and post it all over Twitter. Yeah. It's pretty funny. I'm just going to so keep yeah, doing this so while you talk. 
So they're having a gecko infestation and Samuel Cook wants you to help kill the geckos. But there's another member of the group called Philip Lem, who would rather you steal the vault entirely and blow it up. Now, Philip Lem is, uh, is an interesting guy. He escaped, right, with the Powder Gangers. Mm-hmm. And when he was in the prison, he was basically Samuel Cook's right-hand man. He was in charge of actually, like, delegating tasks and organizing and, like, basically, you know, talking to the people, right? Samuel Cook was the head of the operation. Philip Lem was the messenger. Right. And so they, they've worked together on all this stuff. They get to Vault 19 and suddenly they're no longer agreeing anymore to the extent that the people who are within the gang no longer know if Samuel Cook is the real leader or if Philip Lem is. Right. Because like, who just, is the who is the message coming from? Right. Right. Just yeah, yeah. It's I'm sure that's confusing in that situation. It also leads to you know a, a definite potential for like mutiny. I mean, they're not on a pirate <laughs> ship, but this idea that like somebody who has that responsibility and is the person communicating for the leader could very easily change the message or tell mm-hmm. people things that are supposed to be coming from the leader, but now aren't take advantage of the situation right. yeah it's like uh lord of the rings what's his face worm tongue yeah yeah that guy <laughs> oh <laughs> an apt so, question my liege <laughs> who are you gandalf Stormcrow? that's my old theoden impression that was good <laughs> yeah <laughs> So yeah, so Philip Lem basically believes that after the escape, you know, they they went their separate ways. They're a much smaller group than they were with the full gang at the prison, and they don't have very many resources. And basically, he left the prison and had instant regret because he's realizing now that they don't really have a great chance at survival if they can't figure something out. Mm -hmm. And instead of focusing on things like getting more resources... Samuel Cook is focused on geckos. <laughs> right, right. So it's a it's a bit of an issue. Um, and you get to choose if you if you do anything at all, if you want to side with Samuel or Philip, um, or neither. But it's it's fun. It's an interesting one. You get to kind of choose the the destiny of the powder gang. Um, yeah. Which is I mean, it's pretty neat. But Yep. It's cool. Yep. Yeah. We, uh, and we talked about this a bit on the cool Vault too. 19 uh, episode, yeah. but that was like two years ago at this point. So, um, so if you, if you want more about Vault 19, go, go back and listen to that episode. You should. It's actually super interesting. I, I, I was like, I really wanted to include things about the Vault, but it mm-hmm. just has nothing to do with this episode at all. Right. Right. But you should go listen to it. It's yeah. pretty, pretty weird. Kind of piece things together. That's, that's another thing that we should point out as we're going back through New Vegas. A lot of these vaults, there's a lot of these vault episodes that I already did that have to do with New Vegas and correlate with some of the characters or places or whatever we're talking about in these episodes. So it might be a good time to go back and listen to those if you haven't, or again, if it's been a while. So go check those out. Yeah. Vault 19. All right. So the next one. So yeah. What's, what's next? What are we talking about next? Uh, so I'm going to dive back into the, the NCR correctional facility just for a second. Um, I teased this a little bit, but uh, as you know, they took over the facility and they are still there. Um, but it's not just like they're all hanging out and roaming around and there's no structure or anything. They have their own gang going on, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's still powder gangers. This is like the powder ganger hub, basically, right? Right. And it's head, or it's head, it's led <laughs> by Eddie, <laughs> who has taken over the warden's office and basically just put himself in there. He is now in charge and he hangs out with, uh, he has a couple bodyguards. Uh, one in particular is his good pal Scrambler. Scrambler. Now, Scrambler. Yeah. That's, that's an interesting fella. Uh, you know, he's evil cause he has an eye patch. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Things that, things that let, let you know that somebody's evil. Eye patch, goatee, and mm, probably bald. Those are those are the three. <laughs> like the, the the heroic characters in a show are more likely to have a full head of hair, and characters who are sketchy slash villains are more likely to be bald or losing their hair. Did you know that? I mean, I mean yeah. Think about it. It's true. <laughs> it's true. 
So yeah, Scrambler. What a what a fella. I wonder how he got his name. Anyway, this guy. That's a good question. Is a scary man. Uh, considered by many to be absolutely psychotic, a true psychopath. He has no regard for life, no empathy. You know, just doing what he wants and apparently is very impulsive so impulsive that the other powder gangers will warn you if you are planning to talk to eddie they'll be like hey watch out for scrambler he's having a weird day (laughs) (laughs) every day's a weird day for scrambler yeah yeah you know what i think would be awesome is if his backstory is like scrambler is his nickname and you just come to assume that that means like his brains are scrambled or something but in actuality he just really likes scrambled eggs That'd be funny. Yeah. That's probably what I was thinking, like, what if he scrambled someone else? Yeah, he, like, scrambled people's brains? Yeah. Maybe he eats brains. Maybe he's, like, a... Brain eater? Brain... I was gonna say zombie. That doesn't make any sense. You don't want to eat brains. (laughs) Like, prions will get you. That's... You don't want to do that. Um, Not to mention (laughs) eating people's brains is probably just a bad idea in general. But, like, you can legitimately... You will legitimately die if you eat another human brain. Like... Is that true? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's proteins in your brain, like the pro- there's proteins all over your body, but the kinds of proteins in your brain, some of them are, are called prions and they will, um, do something similar to a, uh, virus in your body. The prions are very good at like hooking together in these shapes that like lock up and multiply and they will basically lock up your cells in your body. So you'll, you'll die. Yeah. They'll, they'll get in your brain and basically lock up your brain function Whoa. yeah it's it's super weird um that's terrible <laughs> yeah i probably didn't describe that 100 percent accurately but yeah look up look up prions and why you shouldn't eat a brain <laughs> and that's like you could cook <laughs> like theoretically you could cook like a cow brain and eat it like it's fine you could cook a human brain and eat it too but like you don't want to just like like a zombie like eat somebody's brain like it would you would you would get messed up yeah not to mention don't it'd be super gross but yeah don't just don't do that good to know yep that yep. uh defeats my plans. Buddy Bob might like him, Neko. <laughs> yeah, that ruins my plans. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta eat something else for dinner now. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's I mean, we're talking about Eddie. Eddie's just a dude. He doesn't have a last name. A lot of these characters have like full names. It's funny. The head of the powder gang at the correctional facility doesn't have a last name. Yeah. Well, there but, you go. His name's Ed. I, mean, I, I don't yeah. know if I would eat the brains. That's not really fair. Oh, no, buddy, but we weren't saying that you would eat the brains. We were, the people in chat were just remembering that time you stole all the brains. Remember that? Oh, yeah, that was great. Thanks. Was, yeah, we should talk about that more. No, we, we shouldn't. We already, we already talked about that. All right, let's, uh, let's move on. What else are we talking about, Lainey, before <laughs> Buddy Bot comes back? So we got we got two groups left, um, and these ones are very simple. There's not a whole lot going on here. We have Chavez's gang, which isn't even really a gang. The last two are kind of questionable, and they're like powder gang mm-hmm. uh, and their associations. Yeah, right. Yeah. So southwest of the correctional facility, you can find Chavez, who escaped. Right, they've all escaped from the prison, and he's been trying to emulate what he saw at the prison and basically create his own sect of the powder gangers which isn't cool (laughs) with the other guys (laughs) okay yeah so and it's not like a great scenario either they are trying to live inside of an overturned train container (laughs) and this train container is it is it is rough but it has you know it has got graffiti on it it says things like fight apathy all caps or don't dot 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 or don't which is <laughs> or, ironic but yeah yeah <laughs> um, it also says jimmy is a weasel yeah jimmy is a weasel so, freaking jimmy <laughs> freaking jimmy so yeah um but eddie good old eddie from the correctional facility when he heard about chavez and his plans mm-hmm. wasn't really happy about it and if you talk to him about it if you ask him for work he'll tell you that he wants them to die, basically, and wants you to go out and end it before it begins. Um, and if you kill Chavez, it gives you positive powder ganger reputation. Yeah, yeah. So it, I, it makes sense, though. Like, hey, he he took some of our men. He's trying to do his own thing. We don't appreciate it. Go off. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Yeah. 
for sure. Um, it is kind of funny though to like try and affiliate yourself as part of a gang that you. Oh, Lainey's having connections. Like have issues left. Like I understand maybe yeah. like there's like a credibility yeah. there. Oh, I am. You're good. It's just delayed. Hello. It's just delayed a little bit. So but yeah, I but it, it makes sense. Like you're, I guess if okay. if you're not very creative, you know, and like uh, Neko says in the chat, you know, he's he's a copycat. Nobody likes a copycat. Yeah. Um, but he's probably not very creative. He's like, oh, I'm going to start my own gang, but he only knows one way to make a gang, and it's the way that he was in, and mm-hmm. you know, not, he's just kind of that's what he's doing. So yeah, yeah. So, not a lot going on there. Sounds like they're not really having a great time either. Even if you were to leave Chavez to do his thing, like, if the if Samuel Cook, who started the gang, is in Vault 19 and having a hard time, I can't imagine that Chavez is having a nice oh, yeah. time either. Right, right. You know? <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, that's, I mean, that's basically that one. And then the last one we have, it, it technically isn't part of the Powder Gangers anymore. Um, this is referred to as the Prim Escaped Convicts. They took up in the city or in the town Prim. Um, this group is a little different because they absolutely participated and called themselves Powder Gangers during the prison break. But as soon as they left, they cut right. ties. Yeah. You know, they were out. They moved mm-hmm. on. Uh, so this group decided to leave the Powder Gangers and they still are raiding. They're still raiders, but they went to this town called Prim where they took the town's deputy hostage. Well, I can't talk. Took the town's deputy hostage. It's too many T's. Hostage. Apparently. Okay. Hostage. Deputy hostage. <laughs> um, which is an interesting tactic because the town is still functioning. <laughs> but if the deputy can't arrest you, <laughs> then right. good, I guess. And so um, they're staying in the Bison Steve Hotel and they just keep the deputy in the kitchen, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and they just leave them stuck in there. Um, and you can decide to fight them and free the deputy, but they uh, are very familiar with dynamite, unsurprisingly, and they will use it to attack you. Yeah. So this is not a good area for, uh, if you're just starting out in the game, you probably will die. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this leader and the members, none of them have names. No first names. No last names. They're all just escaped convicts, you know, kind right. of like they were in Vault 19, but those ones still were actual powder gangers and they had a real, you know, names for leaders and such. Right. This game is just, they're a bunch of nobodies. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wonder if they, so I do know in the development of these games, they often divide up the different sections for different mm-hmm. writers, right? So I wonder if this section was done by a different writer than some of the other sections. And they decided to associate them with those other sections, but they, the focus wasn't on like each individual person. There was no need in this writer's version of the story to give all of these people individual names. So they just became escaped convict. <laughs> and I mean, it makes sense. There's not a whole lot else going on here. I mean, well, but it's interesting though, because they definitely have more detail than some of these other groups do in terms of the, you know, they kidnapped the deputy. They have like a whole operation going. It's kind of interesting that there's more detail on it. Yeah, it, um, it's an early quest too. So there's, there's, I mean, it's basically how you show up at Prim and start things moving along with the group and kind of prove mm-hmm. your value. They're they're very uh, standoffish to you when you first show up. So it's it's your way of getting back in with them, um, or it's one of the ways of you getting back in with them. So. It, I guess it makes sense as a kind of introductory quest. It's not particularly difficult. And if, you know, if you're good at fighting, you can kind of bust in there, save the deputy very quickly, get out, or there's other solutions to that quest line as well. So um, Prim is an interesting topic. We might want to cover that next week. What do you think? Sure. Yeah, we can cover that next week. Um, Also, next week is the 22nd and then the 29th. And oh, wait. The and oh wait, when's um, the patron episode? It'll be the last week of the month, so in two weeks would be the patron episode. So, okay. so we'll uh we'll coordinate that either the Saturday before or after the 29th uh with the patrons. And if that's something you want to join, then you guys know where to go. Um, no, well, that's awesome. Anything else on this, Laney? Or, um, my last note here is just that because they aren't powder gangers, what your reputation is 
uh, good or bad with the powder gangers is irrelevant to them. Right. And like you said, what you said kind of also, you know, tied into that where they are functioning on their own. They have their own opinion of you. They're going to be standoffish when you meet them, but they can warm up to you if you help them, you know, like mm-hmm. anyone else in the game. So, yeah. Yeah. The the people of Prim. Yeah. Um, well, cool. Nanny. this was this was really cool. It's it's neat to see all the different uh, aspects of how these individuals connect to the, the main gang and the way that all these things kind of grew out of that one event and affect different places and people that you meet in the wasteland. So um, cool stuff on that. Uh, I feel like there was something else I was going to say, but I f- also feel like it fell out of my brain. We can leave, we could leave the audience with a question. We could be like, yeah, if you escaped from prison. What would you do? <laughs> I want to know. I want to know how many people went into, uh, I, I want to know how many people played new Vegas or in general play a fallout game and spec into some sort of explosive build. I bet it's very low, but New Vegas is particularly apt to doing an explosive build because you do come across these powder gangers and they'll drop like three pieces of dynamite on each of them when they die. I mean, it's not everybody, but a lot of them will drop dynamite. So you can collect a lot of dynamite. And if you are, and of course, explosives are generally pretty powerful. So if you've specced into explosives at the beginning and you walk around throwing dynamite at all the enemies you meet, most of them are going to take a lot of damage from that. So I think uh, it's kind of a fun build to do in New Vegas, um, man. I so I've been streaming some New Vegas and speaking of streaming after the stream, I'm going to be playing some Fallout 76. And so anybody who wants to hang out or join me or you're welcome to do that. Laney, you can play, too, if you want. I don't know if you're busy, um, but I've been playing some New Vegas and having difficulties getting to work correctly on my computer and crashing and things. One of the reasons why I'm playing 76 instead of New Vegas again. Um, but man, I would love, I would love an update for the new consoles, even just a, you know, like a kind of a quick remaster, something where they just kind of move it, update the engine a little bit, make sure it runs better on PC mm-hmm. than it does. Um, maybe just update the graphics a little bit. Like they don't have to do a lot but it would be nice, you know? So Bethesda, if you're listening, if this is one of those things, I know you got that, those, that fat, fat Microsoft money now. Like if, if, if you want to sell a whole bunch of copies of some Fallout real quick, just remaster these games that came out a decade ago because there's an entire audience of people who have heard lots of good things about them but haven't picked them up um, that would probably play them again. I mean, look at, look at like a Mass Effect remaster that's coming out in a month. Like that's got a ton of hype. And Mm -hmm. they've, you know, they've ironed out some of the things in the games that people didn't like as much before, like the combat in Mass Effect 1 is better now. Um, But a lot of it is, is, you know, remastering the engine a little bit, making things look a little bit nicer. And I'm going to be jumping into that. I think it's going to be exciting. I can't, I mean, even just a Fallout New Vegas and Fallout 3 in the Fallout 4 engine, you know, or Fallout 76 engine would, and I don't know how difficult that is to do. but that would be amazing. You know, follow uh, Neko in chat, right? Fallout 1 and Fallout 2, making those like a 3D game. That would take a lot more development to do that. But I think people would play it. You could put the two together as like one packaged game. Um, mm-hmm. I think people would play those things and it would people help. Absolutely would. Yeah. And yeah, we, yes, we have Fallout 76 and a lot of people play those. But it would also be a really cool holdover to the next mainline Fallout game, which might be a decade away still. So I, I hope those things are in the works. I don't know anything about if they are, but man, people would play the heck out of those. Anyway, my two thoughts on that. Laney, what do you have going on before we head out? Anything to share? Well, other than your job. new job, <laughs> <laughs> you say you're looking at a bunch of like vintage stuff. They've got a bunch of old Nintendo cartridges oh, yeah. and stuff. So, yeah. So my whole my whole store is basically old games we have things basically up until you know ps4 and xbox one like we have those games Mm -hmm. that's not the focus we have a lot of playstation one playstation two playstation three xbox it's the kind of place you go Um, trade in your games and can buy other ones yeah 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 you can get store credit you can get yourself something crazy do they have any like uh non-video game stuff or like yeah they have like Board games or we have, we have movies. movies. Um there were records, but we just returned them back to the person who was selling them through the store. Mm. Um there's some other things too. They yeah, like little figures of, and like paraphernalia oh, and plenty stuff. Of figures. Yeah, yeah, lots of yeah, lots of little trinkety things, collectibles. Yeah. We just um 
so apparently like forever ago he was gifted by somebody a giant like trunk like a chest of old like 70s 80s transformers figurines oh my god but Isn't it wouldn't crazy? be 70s it'd be 80s but that's awesome was, that's i think awesome. one of them was like 78 it was like something i don't transformers know transformers wasn't around in se- they came out in like 85 i don't think when so did- transformers i don't think tra- transformers was one of the mid 80s uh um tv shows that was based that was created oh, in yeah. order to sell toys so it would have been like it would have been like 85 uh, i think would be the earliest it says so 87 maybe 87 that, that that might be it yeah it's when it originally yeah um but yeah so we had we had a bunch of uh things i guess from when it first started which is super crazy so we've been trying to uh sell them we're selling like the whole box and so someone's gonna get uh, some crazy deal on all these old toys which is awesome like they individually one of these could sell for like three hundred dollars but we're selling the whole thing for like six hundred right so like so if you guys are interested in any of these let laney know because she she could yeah she could you could buy it and she could ship it to you or whatever yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're trying to figure out what to do with it um But yeah, so we have a lot of trinkety stuff like that. And then, of course, we got like a ton of um, old Nintendo stuff. And we have all the consoles, too. Like, you can go buy an N64. <laughs> yeah. um, and we fix up the consoles as well. The guy that I that owns the shop that I work with, um, his main job, right? Like, I run things in the shop and he fixes things the whole time. And so while I'm in there, we just hear like like a gamecube will start up and then a playstation 3 will start up <laughs> like whatever like he's just you know testing all of them yeah. or like you know, like suddenly there'll be like some donkey kong playing and you're like what's going what's on what's going on yeah he's <laughs> there's playing a, games. um an arcade uh thingy what's that called cabinet yeah we have one it has mrs pac-man two different donkey kongs galaga and then something else on it and it's really fun, right? All you gotta do is put a little quarter in, you can come play some games. So nice. yesterday, after I finished, you know, cleaning up and all that, I got to play some Pac-Man. <laughs> so Very it's cool. been fun. It's a really fun place to work. And it's cool to like work in a space that literally like you you know tons of things about all the stuff that's in there, right? And I'm learning lots of new things about stuff that was out before i was born <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome yeah well very very cool enjoy it have a have a good time do working that job and if you see anything really really cool let me know or let let all of us know i had to organize every single game in the whole store alphabetically <laughs> and so i had to go through all of them right and i was going through the playstation 2 games and that was like one of the first consoles i ever played on right when i was a kid and just the sheer number of games that i found that i forgot existed that i remember playing as a kid that i loved Mm -hmm. just uh, just the whole day was like instant serotonin hits candy store yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) it was so fun it makes me want to go back and play a lot of those um also he mentioned uh like a year ago when i first talked to this guy he was like if you ever want to come in the store and use any of these games and stream from them you can so that's awesome you might get some some interesting streams in the future yeah yeah i wonder if you could you could do like streams from in the store you know like that kind of thing that'd be really cool yeah yeah well well, awesome definitely follow laney's channel uh neos pandora to check that out Uh, i'm gonna do a little shout out shout out neos pandora in chat there you guys go and let's see what do i have going on um i've got all the normal stuff i've going on the the uh mass effect lore cast on sunday nights is rocking people have been sending all sorts of positive reviews everybody's loving it and so if you are into mass effect or going to be picking up the remaster the legendary edition then you might want to check that out uh it is a little spoilery although we're talking mostly about backstory stuff so just be warned any anything called a lore cast is going to be you know filling in some of the details about the world so uh maybe a little bit of spoilers but that's what we got going on also the rocket club has been rocking as well our shows on the rocket club are doing amazing stuff the content they're making is awesome they're getting lots of uh lots of downloads so if you're interested in starting a podcast then come join us we've got 10 people in the group so far and i'm happy to take on more um i will adjust my schedule accordingly in order to fit more people into the group because we're having such a good time and it really is nice to help people with all the knowledge that i have you know start off on the right foot with their shows or help grow a show that's having a hard time so um come check that out robotsradio.net slash rocket dash club 
is the place to go. If you just go to robotsradio.net, you'll find the link for that on the top of the page. And that's what I got going on. Thank you for being here, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Don't go anywhere if you're on the stream, because I will be coming back in just a few minutes to play Fallout 76. I got to switch the stream over and stuff, um, but it won't be very long. And Lainey, have a good rest of your day. Everybody else, we'll see you later. Thanks for being here. Bye, everyone. To plug into everything else we're doing, check out robotsradio.net. Also, look up the Robots Radio YouTube for videos about Fallout and other things. And check us out on Twitter, twitter.com slash robotsradio. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.